I want to challenge you something God has really challenged me with. Um, the song goes like this. He says, One day as I was thinking on unseen things above, the same Savior came and spoke to me and filled me with his love. I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on this battlefield with glory in my soul. I used to have some people who walked and talked with me, but since I've been converted, they've turned their backs on me. Some say give me silver, some say give me gold, but I say give me Jesus who saved my dying soul. I want to die on this battlefield, I want to die in this war, I want to die on this battlefield with glory in my soul. I'll take this gospel trumpet and I'll begin to blow and with the help of my Savior, I'll tell it wherever I go. I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on this battlefield with glory in my soul. Now, I was listening to that song this morning. This guy sang it. And, uh, man, I wish I could sing because it's beautiful. That chorus that he keeps repeating over and over again there says, I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on this battlefield with glory in my soul. You know, we're in a battle. We are soldiers. We're not just people that got on a bus to heaven. We didn't just get saved so that we could sit down and, and get on the bus and say, all right, take me to heaven. We're, we're in a battle. Read this. This is uh, chapter 4, verse 1. I'm just going to read down through 1 to 7. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be in season. Be instant in season, out of season. Rebuke, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endurant afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Can you just picture the heart of Paul in this when he's writing this thing? He's writing to, to Timothy, he's telling him, He's giving him this letter as an old man. He's saying, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead. He reminds him at his appearing in his kingdom. He's saying, Timothy, you know, God's coming back. It's almost you can hear him writing that. Don't, don't forget that we're waiting for this. They call it the glorious appearing. But Jesus is coming back someday. This is a reality and a fact. that Christ is going to return. That should be, as Christians, at the forefront of our minds. Go over here to Titus chapter 2 real quick. It's really quick to find. Verse 13, what's it say? He talks about what he's looking for. What he said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. This was at the forefront of Paul's mind. And as Christians, it should be at the forefront of our minds. It should affect everything we do. How often, this is one thing that God reminded me of, how often do I go about my day 
completely oblivious to the fact that Christ may return today. Completely oblivious to it. I cannot be the only person here that goes about their whole day, maybe two days, maybe a week, and doesn't even give a thought to the fact that Christ may come back today. This is a fact. This is not make-believe. This isn't a story, a movie, or whatever. This is a fact that that trumpet may sound. We may hear it. And game over for a lot of people. They're not going to get a chance to say, Wait! Stop! Uh, uh, I want to I rethink this. And it doesn't even have to be Christ's return. We could be speaking of just passing on. You were talking about Miss Madge. She got to see that glorious appearing. It, then there's some people that that day is going to come. It could be today. And they're not going to get a chance to see that. That, that, that Christ's return, it could have already, already happened for somebody. If they don't know Him and they die, it's over. And we got to remember that. we got to remember that when we're going about our day and we're getting frustrated with just the way life is, does, does anybody ever just get just get caught up in the world and they get frustrated and you're just all you catch yourself you're all stressed out you're all worried and things aren't going right and your life's just a mess or things aren't going the way you had planned them to go you, you don't have enough money in the bank account or the boss is really hard to get along with or your neighbors are just jerks does anybody ever have that problem you totally forgot that Christ may come back. If I'm thinking all day long, Christ is coming back today. Christ may come back today. Or that lost person may die and go see him today. It's going to completely change the way I live my life, isn't it? It's going to change everything about it. My neighbor could be a complete idiot. I'm going to say, yeah, he's an idiot. But man, if Jesus comes back, you're going to die an idiot. And I don't want that to happen. I want you to know Christ. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to get over this hurdle of what you've done to me. I'm going to get over this hurdle of worrying about my finances or my life or how good my life, my life is or how bad my life is. And I'm going to start worrying about living for Christ. That, that quote, I want to die on this battlefield. I'm going to be in the battle. I'm not going to be off to the side out of the war saying, you know, I just, I just, I just can't keep fighting it. I can't keep going on. Keep reading down there. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You keep going all this down through, reading what he's talking about, and then you see Paul's heart right here in verse 6. You see where Paul is, and I really want to be, I want to be, Paul could sing this song, and he could sing it loudly, and I want to do the same thing. And I'm hoping maybe something that we read today or something we say will challenge you to be the same way. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure at his hand. I have fought the good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Can we say that? And can we, when our life comes to an end, the, the, the challenge that I keep hear, hearing ringing in my heart is I don't want to be apathetic. I don't want to quit. I want to find out what does God have for me to do? What's God called me to do? And I want to do it. I want to fight. I could just keep reading this course over and over again and maybe hopefully get the heart out there. I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. When your life comes in, end, when Christ comes back, when any of this happens, do you want to be the person sitting over there on the sidelines saying, go get them, cheering on the soldiers? 
Or do you want to be in the battle? What has God called you to do as a part of this battle? What, what, what has He asked you to do? We've all got different things to do. But how many of us get so caught up in the day-to-day -day lives and we drop out of the battle? The, the, the world pulls us out and, and, and go to Romans 1.16. talks about being not ashamed. When we're out there on that battlefield, sometimes we just get taken out of the battle because we're ashamed. We don't want to stand up. We say, we get in church and we talk to our, our uh, we talk to each other, we praise God, we read the Bible, we're all excited, and then we go out in, in, into the world and the devil, through shame and through fear of what we may not know or, or for maybe, maybe being different, or maybe they might think that I'm just a little goody-goody, will, will take us out of the battle. They're going to think I'm just, you know, I'm weird. But Paul, this one that just got done saying, I fought the good fight, I'm ready, says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Paul wasn't ashamed. He was in the battle fighting. He, was, he knew what team he was on. He was proud of that team. Flip over back to Philippians. I'm going to take you guys all over the place. Chapter 3, verse 7. Just let's keep looking at the heart of a man who was in the battle to the very end. Chapter 3, verse 7 in Philippians. But what things were gained to me, those things I counted for loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Do I count them but dumb, that I may win Christ? And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that, for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That should be our heart. And I fully believe this is God through His Word and, and challenging each one of us. I know he's, he's challenged me on this, but each one of us, am I in the battle? Have I quit? Am I fully engaged in the battle? Am I fully engaged? Or am I just kind of surviving the battle? You know, how many of us as Christians are standing kind of off to the side. We may not be out of the battle. We may still be 
in the battle, dressed in uniform, with all of our, our weapons and everything ready to go, but maybe hiding behind a tree, or maybe just off to the side. We're not like, anybody ever seen that movie Braveheart? You know when those guys like take off running, just like screaming, running after them? Those guys are fully engaged in the battle, right? That's, that's the, the Christian battle. That's the way I want to live this Christian life. That's the challenge that I'm trying to bring here is to hopefully encourage everybody in this room to be those people, not the ones that I can picture myself. Can you not imagine if you're in some of those old-time battles you know, where they got swords and, and really scary battles where if you get hit, it's going to hurt really bad. You know? Can you not imagine there were a few guys in the midst of all that that are finding like holes and trees and ways to be in the battle but not get hurt can't you not picture that I could see myself doing that I mean a whole row of guys coming at me with big broad swords I could be like you know hiding somewhere but still in the battle that way when the battle's over I'll walk out and be, I'm still in it I fought right I was in it but but I wasn't was I no who gets the glory in those battles who gets, who gets the real glory in those kind of battles? And Christianity is. We're soldiers for Christ. The, the ones that get the, the glory in those battles, the ones that walk out with their head how high and the ones that are, even if they die and they can't walk out, but the ones that people talk about, the ones that the king says, man, that guy, that soldier, he, he, he fought for us. man. He was, that's the guy that takes off with his face all painted up like a madman screaming off into the end of the battle, going crazy until they either kill him or they win. Just listen to this. I, I'm going to beat this into you so like your brain for the rest of the day will just be going over it. I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on this battlefield with glory in my soul. Do we as Christians, do you, think about it. Just ask yourself, am I living a Christian life the way I'm living my Christian life? Am I in the battle? Am I, am I living fully engaged in this battle? What about this? Another question I had. Am I living for the day I can quit the battle? Because there's people too that I know. You say, man, I'm just going to serve it for the next 10 years. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be great, but there's going to come a day when I can just kick back and relax. If you're, if you're, boy, I got to say this carefully because I, this is my heart and, and I believe God's given me these messages, but I don't want to upset people. But if your entire life is living for your retirement, you're not engaged in the battle. Have you ever talked to somebody and their entire focus on life is to get to retirement? As Christians, our retirement is in heaven. It doesn't mean we need to be stupid and just, and just blow our money and not save for, for, for the, the end of our lives, right, to be able to take care of ourselves. But how many of us are living for that day when we can say, pastors, I've known pastors that say, I've pastored for 30 years. Man, I'm done. I've done my time. It's time to relax. Missionaries. I've met missionaries that are, man, I've been, I've been doing it 25 years. Like, this is a badge of honor. And I can just, or, man, I worked really hard as a father. We're talking about parents. And, man, I've raised all my kids. Look how great I've done. The kids are out of the house. They're all serving Christ. And it's always, what did I do? What, what I did, I did, I did. Not what am I doing or going to do. Does doing or going to do get you saved? Not in any, no, not, not at all. Go flip, we're right here, 2 Timothy 2, 2 1 to 4. We're already there. 
just another scripture to show you what he thought about this, this battle. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ Jesus. And the sufferings that thou hast heard of me among witness, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others. Thou, there, there, the, the, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Twice right there he refers to us as soldiers. I'm not just making this up, and this song wasn't just some great thing made up about being in the battle. We are soldiers, and we are in a battle. This is, this is biblical, biblical teaching here that we are soldiers. When you get saved, even from the youngest to the oldest, when you accept Christ, you become a soldier. It's not all about, like I said at the very beginning, it's not about collecting your ticket, getting on the bus, and going to heaven. It's not about saying, hey, you're part of the family now, so let's go. That doesn't get you saved what you do. But once you are saved, you need to realize your family, the one that you've been adopted into, the one that you're a part of now, your family is in a battle. It's in a battle for lost souls. It's in a battle for righteousness and goodness. You're in the battle now. Your, your, your father is the head of this thing. He's running. He's the commander. And you are on this team. It says, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4 is a great one teaching us how to live as a, as a soldier. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. When we get too caught up in this world and in the things of this world and the affairs of this world, we make ourselves incapable of being good soldiers. Say this one again. A lot of people have asked me this question because they know we go out and we do mission work or been out on the mission field full time and they say, man, I want to be a missionary. How can I do that? And I say, be prepared. It's one of the very first things I say. I say, do you have debt? Pay it off. Get rid of it. Do you have things that are, that are entangling your life that, you, that encumber you from being able to be free to go serve? Get rid of those things. For younger people that aren't married, are you just kind of dating somebody that's, that's not bringing you any closer to God, that isn't in the battle with you? Cut them loose because they're not going to help you at all. If you are a Christian and you are in the battle, you need to look at your life and say, okay, I want to be ready to serve God no matter what he tells me to do. It doesn't matter. He could tell me just to continue working at my job, being a faithful servant for the rest of my life. He could send me to the other side of the world. He could call me to go start a church plant somewhere. But if he did that today, would you be available? Would you be ready? Right here it says, no man that warreth, entangleth himself with the affairs of life. It doesn't say some men, right? Say a few. Like there's a few of these really amazing people that can go be pastors. The rest of you, you can just go ahead and get caught up in life. It doesn't say that, right? It says no man that warreth, and we're all soldiers, entangle himself with the affairs of this life. That's a great question for us to ask ourselves. What is in my life? What do I have in my life right now that's causing me to not be available for God? 
because we are soldiers and when our captain calls on us to go to battle for him we need to be available go back to Philippians and I want you to read this again chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 Really, this kind of sums up the heart. I want to look at it again and think, do I have this heart? Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. I picture a scene where every one of us in this room right now lives 100% all out for God, pressing on for this, this, this mark, realizing that we're not there yet, the battle's not over, the game is not over yet. 100%, imagine, this is a fun thing to do, I've done this before, stop right now and just look around the room at everybody. Just go ahead, it's really kind of scary not to look up front, but look at all the people in the room. Y'all looking at me. Take a break and look at each other for a second. Like, really, turn around. Look around. Look at your fellow soldiers in your room. Everybody do that? Wouldn't it be amazing if every single person in this room was, you knew, without a doubt, was 100% on board going forward, pressing towards the mark of Christ. You, you knew that you could call up a friend and say, anybody in this room, with a moment's notice, I could come up and say, listen, my neighbor just started a discussion about Christ. He wants to do a Bible study. Can you come to my house right now? And you knew that any person in this room would be spiritually prepared to show up and join you in that. Wouldn't it be cool if you could say, you got little text messages, right? You're out to dinner and your, your waitress comes up and starts telling you, she says, you know, I'm having a bad day. And you could text a bunch of these people and say, pray. My wait, I'm about to share the gospel with my waitress. She's having a bad day. Can you pray? And you had no doubt in your mind that every one of these people that you text was going to hit the ground and pray and pray strong. You knew that without a doubt, this is a big one for me, if that God was would to choose to take me out of this world, that my children would be discipled by the other men in this in this room. And I would have no doubt in my mind just like a soldier, just like a soldier, if I got taken out in battle, that my kids would be discipled and they would be raised up to be soldiers. My wife would be encouraged and taken care of. See, we're in this battle, but we're in it together. And we need to all be in it to the point that we die on this battlefield together. I, want, I love this. and I, I, People are probably getting sick of me repeating it, but I could sit and repeat this over and over and over and over again. I want to die on this battlefield. And I want you all to die there with me. I don't want any of you to drop off. I don't want any of you to hit a point in your life where you say, you know, I've done all I can do. I can't do it anymore. I want to know that, like I just said, if I get taken out, you're right there and you're going to step up, pick up my sword and go. Or if one of you get taken out, you trust that I'm going to pick yours up and I'm going to go. And we're in this to the end. Christianity is a lot of fun if you look at it that way. If you look at it like a battle and we're in this as a big group of people moving forward. And guess what? There's a bunch of other platoons and companies meeting all around this world right now. Church is another name for them. 
And, and they're all in it too. And we're fighting for the king. And one day he's going to blow that trumpet. He's going to come back and he's going to find us. I hope he does. Fighting. And guess what? When he blows that trumpet, when he comes back, it doesn't matter what the battle looks like at that point. We win. Isn't this a kind of a fun battle to, play, to be a part of? Because if you're fighting, if you're in it, if you're going, you're guaranteed to be on the winning team at the end. And that's a battle worth fighting. So I pray, I, I, I pray that God somehow through one of these scriptures will challenge your heart to look at your lives and say, what in my life is keeping me from being fully available to fight this battle? What is it? What, what, what is that, God? Because quite honestly, we've all got something in our lives that's holding us back from being fully engaged. We, we know each other well enough to know that. And the other one is, are we in it together? Remind us that we're in this battle as soldiers. We're together. Everybody in this room is in it together. And, and the other part is, we're going to win. There's no doubt in my mind. I know that 100% without a doubt. It's a hundred, it's, you can bet on it if you were a betting person and win a lot of money that would be worthless when he came back. We're going to win. And I can't wait for that day. The, the little bit of time that I spent down there in Haiti taught me a couple other things. And one of them is uh, there's a lot of need for, for soldiers. And uh, I say this very carefully, too, because I know that you have to follow what God's called you to do. And God doesn't call everybody to do the same thing. But um, God needs some people to step up and get out there in his world and share the gospel. God needs some more full-time missionaries. He needs more full-time ministers. God needs people to get out there. Um, I think we forget that... Uh, this world is yet to be inundated with the gospel. It feels like it at times. It feels like everybody in the world has heard the gospel and everybody knows it. There's a lot of lost people, just like that Rastaran guy, that needs somebody to give up a few comforts of life and a few things, the securities and, and goodnesses, the good things of life, and step out and say, you know what, I'm willing to give up some of the good things. I'll trade that for maybe, just maybe, delivering a gospel message to somebody so that they could experience eternal life. Let's not forget that God still needs people to go out and serve. It's okay if, you, if God's called you to do your job and to share your gospel wherever you're at. That's great. It's not a bad thing. I, I, that's, I hesitate to say this, but it's so true. God needs workers. God needs pastors. God needs missionaries. God needs Bible teachers. He needs these people. And uh, maybe he's already, over the last few months or years, pricked your heart and said, you know what, go preach my word to people. And you've been fighting with him and you said, you know, God, I just, ah, I can't do it. I'd have to give this up or give this up or I don't know how I would ever survive. Or, I don't want to be a pastor. Look at the lives they have to lead. Whew. 
right? <laughs> it can be tough. Well, I don't want to be a missionary. I mean, they have to eat really nasty food. And there's all kinds of excuses we can come up with. But if, if God's ever spoken to your heart and you, you've turned it down and you've, said, you've come up with a bunch of excuses, I'm praying maybe today, He's reminded you of that and challenged you. And so my challenge to you is pray and ask God say, you know, are these excuses valid or is it just stuff I'm making up? God needs people to go serve him. He needs people to serve him full time, to give up a little bit of the, the good things of this world for eternal life for others.